Hi, I'm Deb Crow, and I want to welcome you to Season 3 of Imperfect, the Heart-Centered Leadership Podcast. This is a podcast where we connect, learn, and laugh together with authentic and courageous leaders from all over the globe. You will learn from leaders you haven't even met yet. You will gain new tools to add to your leadership toolkit. Leadership belongs to all of us. It's not measured by stature or title. So please pull up a chair and listen in. This is the Heart Centered Leadership Podcast. You know, as we transition back to season three, it's so exciting for me. And I truly look forward to every interview and every heart centered leader that I've had on the show that I'm currently interviewing and even the future ones that we have scheduled. And I've been anxiously awaiting to interview Elena Poeta. And I'd like to welcome her to the show. And this is the show that's going to really bridge leadership and communication. So I'm going to invite you to grab that cup of coffee, hit the pause button, pull up your chair because this lady has a lot to share. So Elena, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Elena, I'm changing things up this season because I noticed there's a lot of storytelling that's now coming into business, which you and I know has been there for many, many years, but it certainly has a predominance now. So would you be so kind to let our listeners know a little bit about you and what you do? Yes, of course. So I am an executive communication coach. So I help people with how they communicate, what they communicate so that uh, they are effective as speakers and as leaders, as communicators. I am also a university professor. So I work with younger generation. And also we are working on communication. We are working on their entrepreneurial skills, on building startups. I love working with creative student teams on their new startups and working on pitching their ideas to investors. And another thing that I'm doing is in the area of nonprofit world is I love organizing TEDx events. I am a TEDx organizer for the last eight years. Also, I coach people to become TEDx speakers and to help them to get on TEDx stages. And yeah, this is another thing that I really like to do. And it is also connected with communication. So basically everything I do is connected with effective communication. Well, and it's interesting to hear and see you speak because your face lights up when you talk about what you're doing. And I can tell so much that you enjoy it. And you guys can't see her, but I can. So she has this beautiful big smile that goes from ear to ear. So I'm going to move into my leadership questions, Elena. And my first question is, could you share with us from both a professor standpoint and an entrepreneurial standpoint How can leaders improve their communication skills given where we're at now in this post-COVID navigation? Yes, absolutely. I think that, first of all, every communication starts with listening. Because when we think communication, we're thinking about what to say and how to say it and how to structure. And now someone will come and tell me, How do I speak so that they listen? But in fact, it should work the other way around. And this is what I'm doing when 
I am working with business professionals and with teams of business professionals. We are starting with actually discussing how they listen. Do they listen to other people or do they just listen to respond? Because very often we do this mistake, right? When we we are communicating with someone and we are, someone is speaking and we're just thinking, okay, what is the next sentence that I'm going to say? What is the next question that I'm going to ask? And we are in fact not involved. So I think being here and now and actually listening to people is the most important thing that we can do, especially as a leader. We need to know where our team members are at, right? And after listening to others and being really focused outwards, not on ourselves, on what we want to say, but on them, we can start thinking about our communication style. And here, I think it is very important to adapt our communication style to whom we are speaking to, because very often we just say what we want to say, but we are not speaking in terms of benefits for other people. We are not speaking in terms of other people's expectations, their wants, their needs. And to know this, we need to listen to them in the first place. So this element is very important. So listening and adapting our communication style. And only after that, we can start thinking about how to be more clear, how to be more precise, how to be more structured, and so on and so on. Well, you make some relevant points. And it's been a great topic of discussion on the podcast. Many leaders have said how they wanted to hone and become a better listener, because it's very easy for leaders at any level to get preoccupied and they miss out on great opportunities when they're not fully listening. So I love the way you frame that. Now, my my second question is kind of fun and it has permanent residency on the show. Every leader who's been on the show has answered this question. It's brought about a lot of laughter. So share with us what imperfections that Elena brings to her heart-centered leadership. Oh my God, I have so many. (laughs) I have so many imperfections. Maybe the fact, sometimes the fact that I'm an introvert uh, doesn't help with uh, being a leader and with uh, actually speaking to big crowds of people. And uh, But on the other hand, I think that every imperfection that we have helps us because when I'm sometimes being more closed or want to be more alone and not so much outgoing, because this is my nature as an introvert, I tend to understand other people who want to do the same. And uh, I don't treat it as something rude, as something bad. I just see that someone doesn't want to be in the middle of a conversation, for example, or someone wants to leave the conversation earlier. And this is okay. That's why I think that it is when we have our own character traits and imperfections, it is important that we can see those imperfections in others and understand them better. It's so interesting You know, out of over 200 leaders, most of the leaders that have been on this podcast present with an outgoing personality or very gregarious, and they're actually introverts. 
And it's been a great topic of discussion. So, and, and I love the way you opened it. Most leaders have said, Deb, we only have 30 minutes. There's so many, which one do I pick for imperfections? And we embrace it because it's really part of our success. So I loved your answer on that. Okay, my third question is all about storytelling in business. And I know that you have said there's five essential tips. Would you share those tips with our listeners and tell us why they're so important? Yes, absolutely. Storytelling is so essential in in business. And many people don't understand the the essence of storytelling they think that well why should i tell something about myself i don't want to share i don't want to overshare this is a business environment but in fact we need to understand and uh, the first and the most important point is that storytelling is not about you storytelling is about others it's about them so we need to realize that when we tell a story, when we use it for our communication, it is not just to brag about our successes. It is not about complaining about our failures or telling about our, I know, hardships, problems, challenges. It is about a lesson that we learned from certain situations. It can be a success, it can be a failure, it can be transformation, sharing about the lesson that we learned based on the story and giving our audience, giving our listeners some tips on this, what they can do. And it is such a gift that we can give to others, giving them the lesson that we learned in life and helping them to avoid some things or helping them to maybe make something happen. So I think that this is what we need to understand, first of all, is that storytelling is not about you. Uh, in stories, it is very important to, when we have the story, we, we know, okay, for example, I want to speak about, um, I don't know, changing jobs. It is very uh, often that I'm working with someone who's speaking about transformation in life, that they moved to a different city or they changed the job and they taught them a lot. Uh, it is important to understand the main message. So if we don't know what is the main message based on the story, then what's the point of telling a story? I'm sure that uh, all of us, we have this talkative friend who can tell stories, uh, for a long, long time. And then we are like waiting for an end. And so what? So what What happened? <laughs> and then no, they go on and on with the story. And I'm sure that everyone had this, this situation. We want to avoid this type of situation. So we don't want to be this storyteller who doesn't end the story. So we want the story to be short and we want to have a message. So what? This is the question that all of our listeners have in their minds, and we need to answer it as fast as possible. What happened and what does it mean? So what? So this main message is very important. And after the main message, always have a call to action. So message is something that we learned, something that was the outcome of the story. And call to action is so what we can do about it. And it is this lesson, this gift that we can give them. So we can tell the story of our, how we changed jobs. 
then the outcome is that we are here, we are a happier person, we had pursued this opportunity. And then the call to action is what? So why are you telling the story? For example, don't be afraid of change. If you are speaking to your team and you want to persuade them to make a change in the department, for example, don't be afraid of change because it can bring better results in the end and it can make you a happier person. You see what happened to me? You can have the same. So this is the call to action. And uh, the story itself is, um, I would say, try to reduce it to the minimum because we tend to speak and speak and speak, especially if the topic is very interesting for us. I would say that in business storytelling, we don't want to tell the full story. We want just to speak about the incident, a certain thing, a moment that happened. Maybe it was a conversation, maybe it was a phone call, maybe it was an email that you received. And what emotions did you have back then? And it is very important to share emotions. It is important to tell what did you feel at this moment, because this is what is connecting you to your listeners. If you just say that I went there, I did this, and then this happened, it will not be so impactful. But if you say, I got this email and I was so frustrated, I didn't know what to do. And then something happened and I was so happy and I realized. So when you're sharing your emotions, people can relate to this because they start feeling and thinking about their own emotions. So yeah, to sum up that uh, most important things are understanding that storytelling is not about you. It's about your listeners. You need to have a message. Always understand what is your message. What is your call to action? Uh, reduce the elements of the story and uh, share emotions. So if you have these five elements in your business storytelling, then your communication style will be much more effective. Well, it's great to have five essential tips. And I think you've put a lot of little nuggets in there for our listeners to think about and maybe reassess their own method of communication when they're telling a story. And I think it's another little tool for their toolkit for sure. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't ask the last leadership question around TEDx because you just described those who may not say how they feel or share their dreams and aspirations. For those of you that are listening, maybe you've thought about doing a TED Talk, a TEDx Talk, and here we have someone who's you know, involved in this capacity. So give us an opportunity to share with our listeners what are organizers of TED and TEDx Talks looking for and where could somebody start? Because we haven't had anybody on the show who's been in this capacity. So I'm excited to share this with my listeners. So TED is a great platform to share your ideas. And I'm sure that if you are a leader or you're aspiring to be a leader, you're listening to this podcast, that I'm sure that you have a lot of ideas to share. TED is really an amazing platform to do that. So what organizers are looking for is an idea worth spreading. So think about something that is new that is interesting for the audience, that is relevant for, for the wider audience. And maybe if 
you find this idea that is a platform for you. Of course, they are looking for ideas that are evidence-based. So you cannot speak about something that is not supported by scientific research or statistics or facts. So you need to provide those things on the TED platform. And it needs to be something new. It can be a new perspective on uh, things that uh, already exist. Or if you were involved in some kind of research, then maybe you can share this. Or if you had an interesting story, you can also back up your main thesis. But it is it is very important uh, not to base your TED Talk on a story because many people apply for our events and they say, oh, I want to tell my story. I have such an inspiring story. And you know what? Everyone has a unique story and a lot of unique stories in their lives. We can use them for storytelling in our communication, but maybe for a TED platform, it is not enough. That's why I recommend to use your stories, but not to make them your main message. So you need to find this main message. And I'm helping people to get on TEDx stage. So sometimes uh, people reach out and we have we have uh, a couple of sessions to, to help them to find this idea and to actually get them on the stage. And it takes several meetings very often to actually get them to this idea because first we're speaking about the stories, then we are moving to the facts, and then we finally craft this main idea. So it is tricky. That's why I recommend you to, if you want to be on a TED stage, to reach out to someone who has experience in organizing TEDx events or TED events and someone who has also speaking experience and is a TEDx speaker. And then they can help you with how you can approach organizers and what kind of ideas they would be interested in. Well, and it's interesting because it it makes me go back to when you talked about the five essential tips. Even though you may get up on the stage to give a TED or a TEDx talk, there is the element of a story, but it's still not about us. Yes. It literally is anchored in those beautiful tips that you shared earlier. So if anybody has some inquiry or wants to know further info about TED or TEDx, we'll make sure we put all of Elena's information uh, below in the podcast episode description. Okay, I'm going to switch gears and I'm going to give you my rapid fab four questions. This is where I ask you a question and we don't want you to think about it. We want to hear what's on the top of that brilliant mind of yours. So first question, if I talk to all of your friends and your family, how would they describe you in one word? Overachiever. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I haven't had that one yet. I love that. Me too. Me too. (laughs) Could you share with us a book that you've read that you really felt was life-changing and share with us the title and the author and and tell us why? I think that it is Dale Carnegie, classic, How to Win Friends and Influence People. This is one of the best books that I have read and I keep reading it. This is something, the book is already 100 years old and you can read it once a year. I know people, one, some of my clients, they told me, I'm reading this book once a year. 
and those people are actually on the C-level position. So uh, if you haven't read it or if you haven't read it for some time, then I really recommend to come back to it. It's very small, but it is life-changing. It's one of the classics. And I love that you alluded to the fact that people read it yearly. I remember getting that book in my late 20s from one of my mentors. And it's a book that I like to go back to every year because we always pull out another nugget of wisdom because we're a year older, a year wiser, our maturity's continuing. And it's also Warren Buffett's favorite book. And I always look to see what he's reading and that surprises a lot of people. And it's the first book he ever read to work on his own leadership. So I'm intrigued that that's one of your favorite books. So that's so interesting. Okay, my third question is, I'm going to arrange for you to have dinner with a leader. Now, this could be a living leader or a leader who has passed away. Who are you having dinner with and what is the dinner conversation? My God, only one leader? This is tricky. I think that there are so many leaders that I'd love to meet and to speak to, but maybe if uh, there is only one person, then I would love to speak with Elon Musk. And I would love to speak to him about his visions of the future, because I think that this man is genius in terms of how he's managing his businesses, but also in terms of how he sees the world and the future of our world. So yeah, definitely it would be Elon Musk. Okay. Now, before I have you finish the show and uh, ask my fourth question, I just want to say that I am glad to have your time and expertise this morning on the podcast. And it's nice to know that you're out there being heart-centered and sharing your gifts with the world through your teaching and your coaching and, and leading with your heart. So uh, gratitude from me to you this morning for your time. Thank you. So my fourth question is, I'd like you to finish this sentence for me. Heart-centered leadership is? Heart-centered leadership is giving, giving to others what you have and raising other leaders, not only managing them, but also helping them to grow. Thanks for joining me today on Imperfect the Heart-Centered Leadership Podcast. I hope that you've enjoyed the show today and learned some new tools for your leadership from our amazing Heart-Centered guest. And if you like the show, we would welcome a rating and review on whatever platform you listen to. And we would love to have any comments or feedback at any time. And if you want some more Heart-Centered goodness, head over to our daily blog, masteringtheheart.com.